movies in 4K. Welcome to episode number 32. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. No special announcements this week, so we're going to get right <laughs> in to the beginning of the show. Current events. I'm going to go first, Lady Phantom. This just happened. A woman was charged for hand feeding a bear in Tennessee. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't feed the animals. <laughs> This is so bizarre. This happened in Gatlinburg up in the mountains, Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. It was a woman vacationing. She took out a chocolate bar and a slice of watermelon, hand-fed a 600-pound black bear, and posted it on TikTok. Oh, They found dangerous. her and charged her. With the statute is illegally feeding a bear because this has happened before. Yeah, I can see why. <laughs> People don't feed wild animals. I mean, I can't even believe she did it, for one. I mean, I'd be scared out of my mind, personally. Yeah, and the thing is that you, I mean, these animals, I mean, they are, of course, they find their own food, but you don't know the repercussions. I mean, what if that bear develops a liking for chocolate and watermelon then he will go looking for people to give him that i mean well that's the thing that the mountaineers or whatever the smokies that they call them the rangers things like that there's been people in the past that have fed them house food and stuff like that and then they go wander into these houses and rental places in the area looking for stuff like that who doesn't like sugar so yeah, and bears, as far as I know, they they can eat pretty much anything. But it's so dangerous for the bear and human alike. Yeah. Like, and I, it just blows me away by some of these. And a lot of this is social media's fault because people are tempted to do this even more, to post a video to get a viral video and stuff like that. Yeah, and there are so many things wrong with it. I mean, some people might not know, for example, that chocolate and I think onions can be lethal to dogs, you know? And maybe on social media, as you say, someone says, oh, this is my dog's favorite treat or something. I need something with chocolate. And then there goes this other idiot, you know, giving chocolate to their dog, and then they wonder why their dog has diarrhea or is dying. I mean, it's dangerous. Plus, even in normal situations, we've had people here where we live feed the pigeons oh, i mean and come on i mean it's right where the cars are and it's so it's dumb people don't feed wild animals period yes, the moral of the story is why i wanted to get this out don't feed these creatures and cougars and mountain lions you see and oh my god not only that Stop posting things on the internet. You can be tracked, a la this lady, and gets charged. It was only a misdemeanor, though. Wasn't a felony. She's yeah. lucky by that. But, I mean, she could have been dead. <laughs> I mean, get <laughs> yeah. off of being charged. You could have been dead. One stupid move, that bear's going to attack you. So, what's your latest news, Lady Phantom? Well, my latest news is that there's a petition going on change.org to have a Canadian blockbuster be turned into a museum. There's this blockbuster location in uh, London, Ontario, and uh, it's been closed for years. I think 2011 it was when it closed. And actually there's a petition going to, to keep it as a museum, which is so weird to me because i mean we still remember a time when you went to blockbuster every weekend and rent three four movies well, or something we remember i don't know how many of our listeners yeah remember. that's what i was talking about like we remember you know and probably many of you do too like the time when you went and just rented movies for the weekend it's not that old phantom no Ten years and here i mean yeah, to me, it has been even less than that, you know, but it's just so, 
mystifying that something that happened in our lifetimes and so close to now, they are considering or they are asking actually for one of these blockbusters to be turned into a museum. I mean, (laughs) yes. And funnily enough, we saw a YouTube video a month ago where there is one left in some state, Minnesota or something. I forget where it was. There Uh is one still open in the United States. Wow. So, and I'm sure there are blockbusters left in other countries i mean i'm sure but it's just so strange that they they are deemed good to be museums why that's cool i would go if i was in the area i mean it's nostalgia yeah yeah it is but i mean blockbuster used to be cool i used to like going and they sold movies for good prices yes but surprisingly there still is a lot of used video stores around that we've come to realize over the past year or two they're out there people selling these older movies still vhs tapes old dvds and stuff so yep there you have it let's move this on we got a goodie for you this week 1995 casino stars robert de niro joe pesci who else lady famous sharon stone James yep. Woods. Yeah. Another true story here. Yeah. Yes. It's it's kind of weird because they just changed the names, but everything else remains pretty. Except Sam A. <laughs> Rothstein. Uh-huh. His name stayed. So this is back when the mob controlled the casinos. It happens in the 70s. Now, they controlled way back in the 40s and 50s, too. Mm-hmm. But this starts like in around 1970. And it travels in there. And it goes to show how the mob influenced the casino business. And it follows this one crime family, basically. Well, it's not a family. It's a bunch of people that control mob activity in Midwestern states. So they get together with the Teamsters Union because they control it and give money over to their front man, which is another star in this, Philip Green, his name in the movie, Kevin Pollack. Oh, right, yes. And then they hire their Jewish buddy, who's a moneymaker for him because he's a sports betting handicapper. He knows all about sports and makes the mob a lot of money. So he was the perfect fit to take over this casino which is called the Tangiers in here, yes. but it's actually the Stardust Casino. Yeah. Which was one of my favorite casinos on the strip, but hasn't been there for 10 years now. And that is where Resorts World, which opens next year, will be is. there. Okay. Well, it's there now. I mean, it looks it's close been there to for completion. a while, right? Yes, years. So we do have that opening. Just a side tangent. Circa downtown is the first casino built down there in over 30 years opens next month. Yep. So this and it is a looks little nice. It looks very nice and shiny and everything. Right. So this guy takes over. There's a thing. This guy can't get a gaming license. So they got a little plan around that. But he's running this casino. And then his mob buddy, childhood friend who's played by joe pesci is brutal yeah don't take no bs just attacks at will he's a hitman like too yeah he's like a a dog that doesn't bark he just bites so this whole story and this is a long movie about three hours is about the rise not so much the rise but the rise of this one casino but then the fall of the mob basically the them controlling the casinos out here in las vegas a lot of real stuff going on here of course there's embellished parts in here and stuff like that but um i love this movie lady phantom it's a great movie you gotta like mob movies i'd say like this but not 100 percent. this isn't good fellas or the godfather this is a very entertaining and i don't want to say action movie but things progress rapidly it's interesting yeah things happen yeah it's not like some boring drama Mm -hmm. you know which we could call 
Godfather. I don't think it's boring, but I don't many either. people do. There's a lot of downtime in the movies where nothing's happening, a lot of talking. There's a lot of talking in here, but things are progressing here, you know, because there's like four or five angles in this movie. The guy that's running it, Robert De Niro, and his wife's a big side story, Sharon Stone fantastic Sharon Stone by the way like her acting in this movie I mean she's a good actress in general but in this movie she's fantastic and then there's the mob side of it what these leaders are doing these owners in the certain area to keep this going because they do some things that are so highly illegal like they get a box They get one of their guys to go to Vegas every month and steal money out of the casino, basically. Mm -hmm. And everybody's in on this. Yeah. So that's why they're doing it. They want their briefcase every month, and it's filled with millions of dollars. They're just ripping the casino off. Yeah, and it's a a briefcase like my father and brother used to have for when they were pilots, like big like a lot of bills fit in there it's not like this normal briefcase that you take to work no it's like three four times that size right and then they send joe pesci out which is not a leader but he is the hired gun so to speak to protect robert de niro and he's known him his whole life Mm -hmm. so that's how you come to realize, well, that's how Robert De Niro actually got into the mob. Like I said, he's Jewish. And they just send him out there. Well, this guy turns on a dime and starts heisting people anyway to make money for himself. Mm -hmm. And he sends money back to the mob bosses too. Yeah, but he's like, he explodes without any warning. He just goes crazy. Yes, and you learn that early on when he, <laughs> he takes a pen to a guy's neck and, and you see the kind of violent nature of this guy. Yeah. So you have different side stories. There's the Joe Pesci side. He opens a restaurant. He brings his brother in there, other members of the mob to do heists and things like that. But it's just the fall of the mob in the casino business, basically. And it's just so fascinating to me. There's just one scene I want to describe in this. So <laughs> interesting. Well, this one guy back home from where all these guys are from shoot up one of the mob's businesses. And they want Pesci to find the guy and find out who's involved. And they put this guy's head in a vice. And this guy is not talking. And he's Irish, by the way. Yeah. Um. He's not giving up, and Pesci starts turning the vice to pop his head, basically. And oh my God, it's just amazing. Pesci is so incredible in these type of movies. Yeah, and and so offhanded. I mean, he's like, you're making me pop out your eye and you're not talking. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, we all know (laughs) Robert De Niro's incredible and Al Pacino in these type of movies. They've been in them since the dawn of man, it feels like. Yeah. But Joe Pesci almost makes these movies to me. Yeah. And it's so sad that he went out of the business for like 20 years. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know why, but he did come back in that Netflix movie. Yeah, the, uh, the Irishman? Yeah, the Irishman, which we haven't seen yet. We want to see that, the one where they de-aged all the actors. Mm-hmm. But um, what do you want to talk about with this movie? I don't know. I mean, it's such a great movie, really. Like, from any point you see it, all the acting is off the charts. I love also Robert De Niro's acting. Like, he can be so ruthless on the one side, but then you see his story arc with his wife played by Sharon Stone and you can see he really cares about her it's like a, a very yes, cool dichotomy right there into this life too because he don't want to be an outlaw he wants to go legit he would never have a chance otherwise yeah than and he what has, he got here yes he has this constant conflict with Joe Pesci because he goes like like you cannot do that in here you cannot do this kind of business in here because this is serious. Like I want to run things the way they should be run. And he is like 
to the number. Like he wants every dealer to do exactly what they have to do. I mean, like, like he would be really good at running a business because he is amazing. Yeah, he'd be a hard ass, no yeah. doubt about it. Like he don't fool around. He wants to make the money for the bosses and everything, but he also wants the business to succeed yeah. because it's legitimate. He's trying to make it legitimate, even though they're stealing money left and right. Yeah, but he it's, wants it's his operation over it and i have to say the costuming here because this takes oh, place yeah. in the 70s and early 80s is incredible you feel like it it was all filmed at the riviera all the casino shots now there is parts of the town and i found an error this time and i've seen <laughs> this movie five times you actually see the plaza sign the camera wasn't low enough because there was some filming outside there in downtown but you get to see older Vegas, even to today's standard, because this is a 95 movie. It was probably shot in 94. So you get to see like the sands that's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. And these other older casinos. Along with some of the Even though it ones, wasn't yeah. shot in the 70s, it felt it to me. Yeah. You know, something else that I found very interesting about the Nero's character, it's just human beings. We are so weird. Like, on the one hand, he is a really down-to-earth guy. Like, he knows what's what. But at the same time, with his wife, it's like he gets blinded by love in a way. Yeah, and because, he I gets mean, sucked in, which men don't. That's common with men. But they don't really... I mean, you cannot say that because some do. The point is that he knows perfectly well that his wife has been in a relationship with this character played by James Woods since she was pretty much a child. And she tells him, you know, I mean, and he knows she loves him. Yeah, but, but then, he thought like, come with on. his power and influence and all the things he lavishes Yeah, but that's what, the, that's what some people sometimes think, which is completely moronic. You don't change people that don't want to change. I do think people might change if they want to. But here you're like, oh, yeah, I will change her. No, no, you won't. But and Sharon then, Stone is oh drunk and wigged out most of this movie. And she was very good. Yes, she was fantastic. But like for the life of me, I just cannot understand, you know, because you have on the one hand, this guy played by the Nero, who is gorgeous to look at. And well, I would question his taste in clothes, but oh, well. And uh, and then she goes with James. I mean, James Woods. In general, I can't stand the guy. I, he's a great actor, but I can't stand his guts. And here he looks worse than a, I, I don't know, he looks like a pimp. Ugh. And that's pretty well, much what he, he is. he is. Yeah, he's a little thug, a card shark and stuff like that. I know, that. but I, I just hate the guy. And it's just guy. using Sharon Stone, but she don't see that because while Robert De Niro don't see Sharon Stone. <laughs> Doesn't like but her, like thing. him at all. I mean, he knows she's using him, but he's still there. I mean, like, dude, can't, yes. don't you have eyes? This is over two hours in Vegas. There's little bit parts back in the Midwest, but only very little. Mm -hmm. It mainly takes place in Vegas and right outside in the desert. So for Casino, this is a 10 to me. This is an absolute buy. The Blu-ray does have grain. It don't look that great look better than it does on dvd when it came out but yeah this is a buy movie to me no doubt yeah same to me it's a 10 and a buy because it, it's just great and it's really entertaining it never gets boring i mean whenever joe pesci is uh, is there also it's like the things he says they oh, are yeah. and oh, the music's outstanding tons of old songs tons of action like it really beefs up when they're like shooting things and there's action going on and really interesting. Yeah. I really like it. And Martin Scorsese can't go wrong, right? Absolutely. All right. Let's get to our feature. are covering 2003's 
Underworld, listed in three genres, Lady Phantom. Action, fantasy, and thriller. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Zero horror here. This is a horror movie. Yes. Like, what the heck, dude? Some people would say that it's not horror, (laughs) but you're talking about vampires and werewolves here. Right there, that's horror. I'm sorry. biting necks (laughs) and killing people, so. Yeah, I don't care. This is I mean, a horror movie. I mean, it's not a scary movie No, I to would say. say action horror. Yeah, but we got to include fantasy in this one. I know we've been knocking it off Lady Phantom, but this definitely is really yes, fantastic. because, I mean, it, it does include, like, the the, the story, the basically, yeah, of the werewolf. Well, not that. Actually, they are lichens here. They are not werewolves. And vampires and everything. And I do think they they have fantasy things, yeah? Sure. Yeah, and we're keeping Thriller, too. It's definitely a thriller. So, yeah. But we're definitely adding horror. And this is our October month where we're covering more horror movies than most. So definitely horror. Who directed this? Len Weissman. You know this guy? Uh, no. All right. <laughs> Stars? Kate Beckinsale, your girl. Scott Speedman. Shane Broly. I don't know who that is. Michael Sheen. Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Amazing Bill Nye. All right. What's that description? Celine, a vampire warrior, is entrenched in a conflict between vampires and werewolves. While falling in love with Michael, a human who is sought by werewolves for unknown reasons. That's a good description. Yeah, good. For one uh, sentence, I don't think you could do any better. That's exactly what it's about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely non-spoilery. It's perfect, yeah. Yeah, so this movie starts out where Celine is in a battle. She's actually narrating. She's sitting up on top of a building with another vampire. And she's describing the war with the werewolves, and they killed most of them off 600 years ago. They killed the main leader, Lucian. And But there's still some scattered here and there. And she's a warrior just meant to go out and kill the rest of the werewolves. Yes. So this is where we get into the part where she is following two werewolves. And they are following a human. Now, she don't know that at this time. And they say it in the description. So this isn't a spoiler here. And she does research and stuff like that. We get an action scene with the werewolves and people and the vampires here. So you get to know, right? We get some transformations into werewolves and things like that. And she does some research and finds out this is a regular human and wondering why these werewolves are going after this guy. So this plays a key role into this whole movie. We can't even touch it, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that's the spoiler. And Celine has problem with her vampire leader now. She don't respect him, basically. Her mentor is away in a casket and not set to come out for a hundred and some years. Yeah. But because of all the conflict and what she's finding out, this other leader of the vampire, she goes and wakes up Bill Nye character, who is like the main, most powerful vampire. Yeah, they have a very nice background story right there. Uh-huh. Like, very interesting. I like movies where they reinvent the whole thing. Like, in this covenant, they have three elders, Amelia, Marcus, and Victor. And they rotate pretty much every hundred years. One of them is woken up by another elder to take charge of the covenant for a hundred years. But... The elders are the ones that are supposed to wake up the, the, the other elder because they have something with memories in this movie where they get bitten either by a lichen or a vampire and they transmit memories with the blood and everything. So this is where everything gets disrupted when uh, Celine, she says, you know what, I need your guidance and she wakes Victor up. Yes, there's a lot of lore here, and they describe everything. So you're not lost in this. Like, even the first time I seen it, because you do have to pay attention. There is some narration going on here when things are Mm -hmm. happening. And if you're not attuned into it, you could be a little lost. Yeah. And it's not a movie 
that I think you would be bored in at all because no. there's a lot of action scenes. But I mean, yeah. if vampires and werewolves aren't your thing, you might not be paying a hundred percent attention and could be like, why are you going after this guy? Like, what is all this about? But it is all explained in detail, I would say. Yeah. Not you so understand much detail as later all on, these but characters because yeah. it does follow a good five or six characters mm-hmm. in their life story. Yeah. And yeah, what I can say in this with the story is one of the vampires, you're a little shocked at. They got a little side action going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's so always something that. like this. Yeah. You mentioned in the description there that she fell in love with Michael, this human. Did you really feel that? I mean, you know she has affection for the guy, but did you feel like she fell in love with him? I don't think they had the the greatest of chemistries. Not necessarily. You think that's the acting fault or? Maybe. But then again, here it's not really like she falls in love with him. You do see that in the next movie way more than here. And I, and I do think they project it much better. But, I mean, there is a kiss in a scene, but it was kind of a little trap. Yeah, but you somewhere. know in the movie she's fascinated by this guy yeah. more. And it, it, it just didn't have what they're describing there. Like Phantom said, this comes into play later on in the mm-hmm. series. But yeah, that chemistry wasn't there. And like, she doesn't want to kill him because everybody else wants to kill him, basically. Yeah, I think by the end of the movie, yeah, it shows a little bit more this feeling she has towards him. But she's loyal to him. He's loyal to her. So that's good yes, enough. Yes, and I want to talk about Victor, the head vampire, oh, Bill Knight. Oh, my God. <laughs> For one, like, phantom said they reinvented the wheel here the story behind it well it's not a dracula movie so it's not really reinventing they're telling you a tale that you've never seen yeah and And it was so interesting when he gets awakened yeah but you know what they do reinvent the wheel because i'm thinking right now in this lore vampires and werewolves is like they they began they began from this one ancestor like like they don't really go into dracula or anything so as far as this is concerned it's like dracula never existed so yeah but see that's the difference between a dracula movie and a vampire movie to me uh-huh. you know so i'm not following the dracula no. tale on vampire movies it's just an alternate universe almost. yeah and that is perfectly fine yes, yes but what's interesting is when she wakes him up she's got to feed him blood and he's all decayed like he's rotting corpse and then he gets hooked to these tubes full of blood as he gradually gets more power and starts to come more human-like. Yeah, looking. he gets stronger. What amazing. And this guy's acting. He is the best vampire I think I've ever seen in a, any vampire or Dracula movie. This guy is the one to beat, in my opinion. Yeah, and he's so nuanced, too. Like, And this ain't no love vampire stuff. This isn't Bella Lugosi, you know, conjuring people. This guy is brutal. He's hardcore. He don't fool around. And you see it in his face. And that's what I like. I want vampires that are hardcore. Yeah, that are ruthless. And this guy is. But at the same time, like you can see, like he actually does care a lot for Celine for reasons that are explained in the movie. And like you can feel it, you know, how when he talks to her at certain points, it's like a father, really. But then 20 seconds later, he just transforms and, and, and he is completely cruel. Yes, and, and, it's, and oh, his he's amazing. was incredible oh, yes. all along this journey. It changes so much. Yes. Outstanding. And then his face and everything, incredible. So what do you want to cover? What do you really like with Underworld? One of the things that I like about this franchise in general is michael sheen as the main like and lucian 
He is so good. It was yeah, the first he's time so I saw him. scary for such a little skinny guy. Because <laughs> he's a tiny little man. He's like 5'7". He must be 140 pounds or something. Yeah, but Not he what you great. think. Now, the others are some big buff guys that you can see transforming into these dog things. <laughs> yes, but he is amazing. This was a, the first time I ever saw Michael Sheen, and I was so impressed like he has this energy about him he looks doggy ah, in this movie he looks yeah, woofy he's dirty unkempt and and ruthless but also he's a fantastic actor like at some other points when you get to know a little bit of his story like you can feel for the guy yes you do change because you're led to believe at the beginning that almost the vampires are the good ones you want to say and the lichens are the bad ones and it does switch i mean there's both good and bad on both sides of this but you do start changing your feelings yeah like you can exactly it's a very good you are rooting this is a movie you root for people in Uh and your anticipation changes (laughs) right yeah he yes and it's the typical story you know, where the winners write history. That's a, a very good example. And here, like, Lucian is painted as the bad guy because he started the war and everything. And then the more the movie progresses, you are like, did he now? <laughs> you know, so it's really interesting. So what did you think about the transformations? There's several from Man the Wolf here. I think they are very good. Not American Werewolf in London good because, I mean, those are all practicals. Here, it is pretty obvious, especially with the 4K that is CGI, but it's so well done. Yeah, so I well done. say amazing or nothing. It's obviously really fake in a lot of scenes. Yeah. But, but it's but, better than most, I would say. Yeah, I like how the bones, you know, like you, you feel them crack almost. Like the way they, they show it on the screen. It's and like it they crack and expand me, Phantom, that they showed... Many times, almost similar scenes. They show it a good three or four times, The mm-hmm. especially the facial transformation. Yeah. Like, I don't get the point of them rehashing that so many times. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. And the vampires know. really don't change at all. They get the fangs, of course, and they get these eyes, blue eyes. Yeah. Which, what did you think about that? Well... I don't know. I think giving blue contact lenses to people who But may it was have more like, than the eyes. It was almost their whole eyeball. Wasn't yeah. or not eyeball, their whole eye socket. Yeah, changed, what I like not just their little eyeball. Yeah, what I really like about these eyes in general is that like for vampires, it's very clear that it's them. They are like blue, like like this ice blue, like really electric. But then there the 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 lichens, it's like the whole eye. It's also blue, but it's different. And then you see another creature and the eye is different. It's like the, the eyes tell you a lot about the, the creature. And I think it's really well done. All right. I'm gonna start with some negatives here. Um go ahead. <laughs> I've seen this, I don't know, four times, five, maybe all the way through. And I don't know how I never realized it and criticized this. I'll just say it right up front because we're coming up to our ratings here soon. I've always rated this movie an eight. It was always on my top 10 of the year in horror movies. But I am going to be ticking it down because, oh, my God, I never realized how much gun battles there is in this movie. Yeah. Like, it really took me out. Like, it was so apparent this time watching it that they're not, like, flying the vampires and biting the wolves. No, they're having gun battles throughout this whole movie. And there is some new inventions with bullets and things like that. That was a cool side plot thing going on Mm -hmm. but like every time there's fights it's with guns and machine guns and how many bullets these guns hold in them it's amazing she shoots off so many bullets in some of these scenes and you're like wow this is getting ridiculous yeah and she does like change cartridge many times but still yeah i understand what you're saying because you do see 
a few like hand to hand combat or a, a little sword fight somewhere. Has a big reveal with a little battle uh -huh. that you expect in a movie like this. It's, yeah, you've seen it coming a mile away. But yeah, everything else was guns. Yeah, too much. Yeah, and also a funny story. There's a scene where she is actually at close to the the beginning of the movie. Like she finds herself trapped, and she goes and uh, shoots around her, so the floor will elevator, basically fall. And no, she was not in an elevator. She oh, was somewhere no, else. The, uh -huh. the human was. Yes. And yeah, exactly that scene. And then the floor around her, of course, it gives because basically she shoots a circle around her. I think that her. was in the trailer. I remember seeing uh -huh. it. Yeah. And first of all, what a waste of bullets. Second of all, she couldn't possibly have had so many bullets right there, even though she had two guns. Oh, it's all during and, the movie. You and, see her reload at times. But not there. But you can see she's shooting 50 shots before she reloads. And uh -huh, actually that happened in a Mythbusters episode, which I used to watch. And I think I did see that one. They tried that and it just doesn't happen. Like that, that is not going to happen. So, yeah, that, I'm, I'm not. A, it's a very cool scene. But at the same time, it's like, really, really? Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very divided right there. Okay, you got any negatives? I got some more little nitpicks I don't want to cover, but that's my main thing. The action scenes, I wanted to see vampire and werewolf, you know, rip out stuff. And, you yeah. know, because you only see very few biting scenes in a werewolf and vampire movie. Yeah. You know, and yeah. they really don't focus on it. And that's another small gripe I got on this. Sometimes they don't show the bites. You see them biting but then they'll cut away. Mm -hmm. Now, all the action scenes I enjoyed, they do the slow motion effect, really like that when she's jumping from buildings and oh, yeah, doing low, certain spins yes. and things. A that, lot of slow motion here. Yeah. Yes, very orchestrated action scenes. I really like, especially in the main ending scene when people are flying back 50 feet and stuff. Loved all that. So yes. what's your gripes if you got any? This time I did notice that too about the guns. It's like, Arr. and then you see a lot of vampires, you know, just existing. <laughs> Part of the covenant. Yeah, they don't do nothing. It's, they're just standing like, in a room. They're just talking. chilling all the time. And then they make a lot of fuss about Amelia coming with another part of the covenant to wake Marcus up and blah, blah, blah. And you barely get to see them. And of course, there's something important that happens with them. But when it happens, it's not really like you feel it because you barely saw them at all. Like I, I, like I needed to see a little bit more of that to really care. And I do, th I mean, they, Celine and Michael, they, they do have decent chemistry, kind of. But as I said, it's a little weak. I, I wish I could have seen a little bit better chemistry between these two people that are destined to be like a, a a couple you know but well whatever all right so my rating i gotta tick it down and i usually don't do this but when a movie affects me and i notice something i never really noticed before there's just way too many gun battles so i'm ticking this down a point and it's a seven it's definitely a buy to me it'd still be on my top 10 i gotta rejigger the year of 2003 on my list mm -hmm. but yeah it's way too many guns i wanted to see more hand-to-hand -hand, bite the bite combat more people turning into a vampire because they really don't show that at all. No, it's just and the eyes. And there's no humans, basically. but this one guy. So this isn't about humans at all, this story here. But I really enjoyed the lore in this movie and what they portrayed and how it comes full circle. Things are not what they seem. And I thought it was really interesting. And Bill Nye was an incredible vampire. So seven by, what do you got? I have a six out of 10 and i also think that's a very decent movie to own especially if you are if you like the next ones and you want to have the whole collection 
you know, but it, it is a great movie to have in your collection and watch because it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the good stuff. All right, Lady Phantom, we're going back 17 years to 2003. How was this conversion to the 4K format? You know, on the one hand, I love it. On the other hand, I hate it. <laughs> Why? Okay. Why do I love it? Because the contrast in this movie is great. You see a lot of dark scenes and a lot of light in contrast, too. And it looks beautiful. Um, the blacks that are actually black are amazing. And then, of course, you get a lot of gunfight. We already said that. So there's a lot of light that comes from the guns. And it's beautiful. And then all the, the, the close-ups, oh, my God, they are great. Like, super, super good. But on the other hand, all the grain in this movie and wide angles and other, and other scenes is, like, distracting. Oh, yeah, this is super grain heavy. And I don't agree completely with the Phantom. Yes, there's things I've never seen before. It definitely is brighter, definitely more detail in faces and in the creatures. And you see more textures like when they're changing into the wolves. You see the lines and their head bulge more. And the veins. Bubbles, yeah, and veins. But I was so taken out of this film because this is super heavy grain. Yeah, there's a scene. I don't even remember where it is. It's like snow. It's like reminds me back in the 70s when a channel wasn't tuned in and you see snow. It's like so bad. And the Phantom and I are just the same. We are not grain lovers at all. We're on the best format available right now. You go into Best Buy they don't have a movie like this on where you see grain popping and it takes away from the film. They're showing you clear, digital, bright, vibrant pictures to get you to buy the TV. So I can see people being very upset when they get home with a movie like this and seeing all this freaking grain. Although I'd never seen this movie like this. It looked better than before if you could minus the grain out of it. Yeah, so going back to the scene that I was talking about, yeah, I was surprised how in the same shot, it was one shot, half the screen had a some kind of a close-up and it was really clear and detailed and you couldn't see any grain at all. But in the other half of the screen, it was as grainy as could be. And I was like, how is this possible? <laughs> like so clear on the left and so grainy on the right. It's like crazy. So... I have trouble with when they say like, oh, grain is intact. Yeah, it is. And I yeah, hate it. And the Phantom and I just don't understand that. I don't know who wants to see bad snow blemishes in a picture. I mean, yeah. that would be like you snap a picture and there's a bunch of grain of your loved one there. What are you going to do? You're going to get more light and take another picture. You're going to say, this looks terrible. And yeah. this movie looked terrible this is another horror movie that's bottom of the bear i've come to realize that horror is a tough sign for 4k yeah but as i said i mean it's just so weird because so many scenes look really good yes i mean you know phantom we've both seen this you've probably seen this movie more than i have you know, but I've definitely seen this movie start to finish four to five times. Mm -hmm. And there is scenes you're like, ooh, their facial texture's really bright. And you see strands of things. And the darkness levels are really good. Nothing gets lost. Mm -hmm. And it has a good contrast ratio. But I couldn't get past the grain in 98% of this movie. Yeah. It was pretty heavy almost all the way through. When some action scenes are going, Phantom, I think it was still there, but you're more in tuned with the action, so it like hides yeah. a little bit. But but it also happens that sometimes when there's action, scenes are changing quickly, so True. then you don't really have time to actually notice the grain. But yeah, it's uh, that's why I'm really divided because it looks great in some scenes, but unfortunately, those scenes are maybe twenty percent of the movie, and that is like hard to to just ignore, you know? And uh, I don't know, the eyes are really bright. 
but all this blue in the eyes is like, wow. The 4K is not very kind to the CGI in this movie. Like it's some very few points, but they look kind of fake. Yeah, but, but see, we gotta okay. let that go though on a movie because it is a fantasy movie. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, it's how real is it going to look? Really? No, I know, I know, and it's definitely good. I mean, it is good CGI, and it's really not that noticeable. Maybe one day, maybe if I ever see Blade on 4K, there's one scene there that even on DVD it looks terrible. So, but it's nothing like that. It's uh, here. It looks very decent. All right. How about the audio, which is an Atmos track? They did up convert this one. It's bad. I cannot <laughs> say. I mean, I wouldn't go f- as far. I as mean, bad. dialogues never get lost, and it's another action movie with a lot of narration. So it, the, the the dialogue a lot and of the music voice, in this. Too. Yes, it never gets lost. But I mean, for all of that gunfight, you have very little punch in the audio. I actually heard this weird effect on this disc, and I think it was the production of it somehow, where it almost like the sound went down, like they did want to override yeah. the dialogues, Phantom, but it was so obvious that the sound dropped and like the gunfire and stuff, like it, you could hear it change like half level, like it'd be really fast action metal music. And then somebody would talk and that would like settle down. (laughs) It's like bad production, but I wouldn't go as far as saying it's a bad audio track. But it's not good. But yeah, it's nothing to rave about either. No. I wasn't particularly fond with the type of music in this movie either, but that Mm -hmm. doesn't have to go with the disc. Yeah, exactly. But like for a movie with so much fighting and especially gunfighting, I would have expected that at most to boom. Yeah, and there's other things that's almost like they missed. When he's coming out of his tomb, his catacomb-like, with all these gears and things shifting, it was like, oh, they must have forgot to add some cool sound effects here. Because you again, just heard some turning of some metal and then a thing rising, and that's it. It's not like nothing special. It was so bland and yeah. lackluster. And then again, that goes to the movie, not really to the 4K, because, I mean, the 4K will just enhance what is already there. But if they didn't add that before... But they could have produced better sound. Yes, and I will tell you why. Because they did change other things. There's a scene... I didn't mention this before, but I will say it now. There's a scene where you get a little bit of Lucian's story and the woman that he loved. And I remember very clearly that in Rise of the Lycans, the the girl was not the same as in that flashback. But yesterday when we watched it again, guess what? It is the same. So they actually changed that scene so it would be the same as in Rise of the Lycans. Okay. So if they can do that, if they can change a whole scene and change a whole thing so the actors will match, why not just add a little more special effects for the audio? Come on. All right. What special features are on the disc, Phantom? And that is on the Blu-ray. Yeah, definitely. that's uh, Blu-ray only. Director and cast commentary, Fang versus Fiction documentary seven featurettes, outtakes, and more. All right, before we get our grading, weirdly enough, the only other movie in the Underworld saga that's on 4K is Blood Wars. We do have it that will be coming as a written review to let you know, so if you're interested in these series. So it's so bizarre that they've only done two so far, but that's what you have. I'm going to start. This is D+. This is totally unworthy to me. It's so distracting, this movie. Maybe if anybody out there loves seeing grain, heavy grain, in most of the movie, you're going to like it. But to me, this is ultra poor quality and the sound's not that great. So totally unworthy. D+. Yeah, I agree with you. D+. Because as much as some scenes look fantastic. Yeah, and I'm with you, Phantom. You you never watch certain scenes like this. It was so colorful and vibrant. But like, then you're seeing all this grain and you're like, eh. Yeah, and then there's this other thing in which, yeah, there are 
colors that vibrate and everything. There's but no popping general, here, though, either. There's no HDR popping. HDR wasn't utilized that well. Not either. really. And, like, most of this movie happens at night. So it's not like you see any... That's uh-huh. the pros on this. The black levels are really good. The gradation's yes. very good. And when they do go to super close-ups, very good. That's yeah, the... the small pros here yes absolutely but let's put it this way if the close-ups and these scenes that i like didn't look that good this would be an f minus 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 <laughs> let's let's say it let's say it like that all right so you got two d pluses let's sign out of here lady phantom we're wrapping up episode 32 another horror review for you this month we got a few more coming more written reviews. If you haven't got to BillShetty.com, you need to because we got quite a few up this month, Lady Phantom. Yeah, lots of horror and stuff. Coming for our Halloween special, the episode that releases right before the holiday, we have a special guest, so you're not going to want to miss that. And they picked a horror movie, too, that is close to this one i think (laughs) yeah very for bill shetty and lady phantom we are getting out of here Searching China White as Dracula as I approach the bottom.